Dan Radio Style. Hope everybody out there is having themselves a great day. Thought Transmissions, getting an X back. And this is really focused around getting an X back. Not so much just an SP, but specifically someone that you've kind of had a relationship with and maybe are mm, not in the best of places right now. This video is really around that. And it's also going to tie into something else that I've been talking a lot about. So really, for anybody that's watching that maybe isn't going through an X situation... You might like this because there's some, going to be some very valuable points that are brought together in one video. But the other component that we're going to talk about and tie together is the mental diet or mental talking or the way we have conversations in our mind or what I've been talking about is aligning in a, a, our subconscious and conscious. All of these things play together in a very interesting way, especially in the standpoint of getting an X back. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe, please do so. Click the little subscribe, and you can do the little bell notification to make sure you're alerted whenever I do new content. I do something every single day. And on top of that, if you could please like this video if you enjoy it, that would be very helpful. One thing I kind of want to bring up as an example, and I don't know if a lot of us, I think most of us have probably had this experience, where we've maybe gotten in an argument with someone close to us. Maybe it was a family member. Maybe it was a best friend. Well, during that argument phase, you might have gone through a whole lot of stuff, maybe not talking to each other. Maybe you got angry and slammed doors. But ultimately, there was always a couple things that you sort of understood. One, I love this person. Now, if they're family, it's especially easy to know that. I love my dad, even though I hate him right now, right? But I, I still ultimately love them. That wasn't something that was necessarily ever questioned. And you also understand that there's a way to get through this. There's, you, you know that you're going to get back together. You and your dad are going to get back together. Unless, of course, there's examples where maybe a parent's been horrible your whole life or they kept messing up. I, I mean, let's just go with the standard nuclear family. Boom, right? Like the 80%, just to kind of use the analogy, if you will. But you know you're going to get back together. It's one of these things you don't question. You don't have all this angst in your mind about whether or not it's going to work out, whether or not uh, me and dad are going to be fine again. Now, granted, you might have been nervous, you know, before dad got home. Oh, my God, he's really going to kill me, right? Like, of course, you've got all that angst. But once it ultimately happened, once the punishment was issued, whatever, once the I hate you happened, you ultimately knew that things were going to eventually work out. Well, I want you to kind of keep this in mind with relationships and getting your ex back. Because that's one of the things that I've actually found seems to be a bit different. Now, for those of you that are coming at it from a standpoint of, yeah, I know we're going to get back together. I, I really don't doubt that. You are in the category of people that just keep doing what you're doing. I'm pretty sure you're solid. This is still probably going to be helpful for you because of some things that may pop up here and there. But ultimately, it comes down to the fact that I think a lot of us have questions about the belief of whether or not we can get back together or that our expectation of us getting back together is not good, but our desire to get back together is very strong. So it's one of the problems that we tend to have is we doubt whether or not this can happen. And this doubt can show up in a lot of ways, but one of the things, just to start tying in the whole idea of thought transmissions, but when I'm thinking about someone and I'm trying to like them, and then I'm going through an array of emotions, say, around doubt, so fear, anger, loss, hate, like there's a lot of different kinds of negative emotions that tend to go around those doubt cycles, tend to go around the lack of belief. They don't like us. They don't think we're good enough. I might think poorly of myself. I'm not good enough. They'll never forgive me. Whatever the thoughts are that start to pop into your head, and again, we're tying thoughts into this, right? So I'm just trying to go with me. So these different thoughts will pop into our head as we struggle with whether or not we can get back together. 
what happens is, is you're thinking of that individual. They're on your mind. And the feelings you have are feelings of fear, repression, anger, all these things that are not good. They're not good feelings. Like if you were ever to go to a movie and it elicited a feeling from you that was like this, you wouldn't like it. You wouldn't be like, oh, I love that empty feeling I get inside myself. Like you wouldn't like it. I love that depressed feeling I get. I love that anger that I pick up on. A lot of the times people don't like it knowing that someone is angry with them or someone's upset with them or someone's very sad with them. Like all these things are not good feelings. And what they do is they create a thought transmission. I've said many a times, thought transmissions happen the second you think of somebody. Everything you think of and feel at that moment, mostly feelings, because that's really how thought transmissions occur. It's a feeling. It's a soul-to-soul -soul exchange. And the second you think of somebody, it's like now you've got their email address or their, their Instagram account name. And the second you do that, everything you're feeling shoots to them. Now, some people are very sensitive and will totally pick up on it. Some people are moderately sensitive and some people completely not sensitive. Now, depending on where they are in that spectrum will affect whether or not they're aware consciously that you're connecting with them. A very, very sensitive person, absolutely, will not only see you, your name will pop up in their head, you might hear their voice, you might smell their perfume, something will pop up that'll make you think of them, and then you'll get a feeling that follows. And that feeling is what the thought transmission is. So a, a slightly sensitive person might have a coincidence, might sort of you pop into their head and then oh, they might smile, they might not, they might get angry, whatever, and they just don't know. They don't connect any dots, they don't necessarily assume anything, but their association is you popped into their head and certain feelings happened. And if those feelings aren't good, then their concept in their mind, they're mentally wrapping images of you with bad feelings. And that's not going to benefit you at all. So two of the three scenarios can actually be really bad. Now, one of the three scenarios can be you think of them and you hold positive thoughts. This is my rec recommendation to anybody that's trying to get back with your SP. Understand how important it is to hold good thoughts and feelings when you're thinking about them, when you're imagining them, when you're talking about being with them. If you're not in that place yet, if you're not in a place where you can actually think of them and feel good, then that's the problem. And that's what the crux of this video is really trying to talk to. There are a lot of things that start to happen inside of us when we're not happy with the situation, when we're not satisfied with what's going on, when the relationship that we have either with our boss or with our friends or, or our specific person, when these relationships aren't going how we want, it tends to create some drama in our life. And when drama happens in our life, we start having little mental conversations inside our head. Sometimes maybe we're thinking about what the fight was in the past, so we're reliving this moment in the past. Or maybe we're thinking about how we're not happy with the way they are right now. There's something we need to change, something we want to change. Maybe they're using, maybe they're, they're not sensitive enough and we're trying to figure out a way to make them more sensitive and we're upset that they're not. Maybe there's a third party involved and something happened there and we're not happy with how that's played out. We can have a lot of situations occur and they start creating these little dialogues inside of us. 
Now, if the situation, if you're trying to get somebody back and you're having internal dialogues that are negative, that are, I'm not good enough, that are, he hates me, there's no way this can happen, I'm not happy with the way they are, they have to change, there's something wrong with them. Any number of these conversations inside of ourselves create more of that dysfunction. So if I keep thinking about how they're not sensitive, they're not sensitive, really, just if they could only be more sensitive, it's just really weird. And I'm having this conversation in my mind a few times a day. What that does is tells my crew, when I'm aligning my conscious and subconscious, that tells my crew, hey, I need this guy to continue being uh, uh, like kind of aloof or, you know, uh, I need him to not be sensitive. Uh, I need to keep that going. So crew, make that happen. And then consciously, you're like, oh, I want him to be more nice and kind and wonderful, but he's not. And so it keeps that thought process going inside our minds. Now, on top of that, when you're having this thought process going on inside your mind, when you're thinking of them... And having these feelings, on top of everything else, your thought transmission to them is not positive either. So one, you're subconsciously kind of sabotaging yourself. Two, you're causing your internal feelings to falter, get lower, not be good. That's bad too. Three, you're projecting that energy onto the person you desire to be with again. Now I know you're like, wow. That's not cool. How do I stop this? I get you. Now, one of the key ways to stop this is to, one, understand it's happening. Two, see how it's happening. There's a few ways that trying to get an ex back can go. And at least I came up with a few. And if I'm missing some, please share them in the comments. It'll be a great topic for future discussion. But from the standpoint of just kind of throwing a few, I got six of them here that I thought were decent examples of kind of why or where we're at in our relationships or in our mental drama or in our thought transmission. Kind of tie all these things together because I, to me, it's one big happy package with a bow on top. And that's either an ugly-ass package or it's a beautiful package. And if it's an ugly-ass package, you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get your ex back. You need to turn this around. Change internally what's going on to change what's going on externally. So we're going to get into it. One thing a lot of us do, one, many of us fall into this trap. We keep the rejection alive. I was thinking about it. And I'm like, when someone breaks, what is the part in a breakup that hurts the most? And I, again, maybe I'm wrong, but for me, I was thinking about it, and it's, it's the rejection component of it. It's the fact that I want to be with them, but they don't want to be with me. It's not necessarily that they don't love me or I don't love, right? Because in a lot of cases, I've been in breakups where they didn't want to be with me, but I know they still love me. They, like, they told me that. And I'm like, no, I love you. I just... It's just not right, or it's not the right place for me, or whatever, right? Whatever the thing was. So, again, that rejection. So, in my mind, I keep playing it back how, ah, she just doesn't want to be with me. She doesn't want to spend time with me. My mental diet, my conversation, she doesn't want to hang out. She just doesn't like me. And what that does, again, one, you're telling your crew to continue this, to continue this situation that sucks because I'm having a mental conversation that keeps reinforcing that rather than saying what I would like to experience. I'd like to be closer. I'd like to be together again. I'd like to spend time together again. I'd like to be at least communicating on a regular basis. I'd love to see them in public. I'd love to go out and have dinner with them. These are all great things to say and have mental conversations about. Thinking about the rejection in any way, ever, is horrible. And so, again, mental diet, you're keeping that alive. You're continuing that. 
and you're going to feel crummy about it. That's how you're going to know you're out of alignment. It doesn't feel good. Something doesn't feel right. If you're doing what you should and your subconscious is aligned, things feel good. When you're not, they feel bad. So we keep mentioning to ourselves how this is keeping the, the, the rejection alive, how I keep saying we're not together, not helping my situation. Also, I'm pushing energy to them that's of a depressing nature. And what that then also does is it creates a repulsion to them. Because I don't know about you, but having someone angry with you, I don't know if you've ever experienced it. I, some people, if you've ever gone to bed with someone who's angry with you, that's one of the most fun experiences ever. And I mean that with all sarcasm included, because frankly, you got your back to someone else and they have your back to you and you can feel the hatred. You can feel the anger. It sucks. That's what you're sending in this rejected state. So again, Focus on what it is that you like. Focus on what it is that's wonderful about them. Focus on the things that you love about them. They still love you, I'm sure. Assume that. Keep thinking that. That's the law of assumption at work. Keep working in that direction. Get over the rejection. They rejected you for a moment. It was like when you got angry with your dad, it wasn't a big deal. You're going to get through this. Have faith. Have confidence. Keep reminding yourself. Have affirmations. Keep working towards it. You got this. That's fine. Probably one of the easier ones to come away from. It's what you focus on. It's that mental diet. Whatever you're putting your effort into, you're creating more of, and you're sending that energy to the person you love. And if both of those things are good, you're set. And if one of these things not good, hmm, you got a problem. And you need to get those in alignment. If both of these are bad, oh, you have, you're going nowhere. So we got to get these things in alignment. Another example, anger. Sometimes we're angry at them. Maybe there was something they did. Maybe there was something they didn't do. Maybe they kept forgetting things. Maybe they just never came true on the fact that they were going to get a good job, whatever the case was. We hold some sort of anger or frustration. Again, mental diet, right? So every time I think of them, I'm upset. I wish you would do this. I wish you would fix this thing. I don't know why you hurt me like that. I think it was horrible how you treated me like that. The way you treated my friend that one night was horrible. It's unforgivable. And you still want to get back together with this person, but I keep having all this mental diet that says something other than that. So again, it doesn't feel good because my desires and my conscious mind are not in alignment. And the thought transmission I'm sending to this individual is one of anger and frustration. And frankly, I don't want to be a part of that. As a person that's been in a relationship with someone who's angry, getting away from that anger was one of the most wonderful, rewarding freeing things I ever experienced in my life. And anytime I'd think of her and her little negative would pop into my head, oh God, it was great. No, I'm never going back to that nonsense ever. Now, again, a lot of people would want to throw out like that's us pushed out and all this. Well, I would say that's kind of, this is a great example of how I attracted somebody who was like that. And they had somebody that they could kind of treat in a horrible way and manipulate, and then I would behave a certain way. And at first, that was fun for me. And then it got to a point where I got tired of it. I didn't enjoy it. I, making up was no longer good enough reason to stay together. And so literally, that individual that I'm thinking of, we broke up like nine times. Literally the ninth time. She wanted to get back together one more time. Probably wanted me to buy something for her, but whatever. 
And I said, no, you're one of the most wonderful people I've ever been with. That is horrible for me. And I never went back. I never went. I just, it was done. So that's that feeling that comes when we send it to them. How do we fix that? Forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the key things we can do. If I've screwed up, I got to forgive myself. Forgiveness is acknowledging the fact that we've missed the mark. It's what they call revisions. That's what Goddard references revisions as, is forgiveness, either of someone else or of self. But ultimately, everything external happens because of what's going on internally. So forgiveness of self is what matters. If you're angry at another person, what's going on inside of you that's causing this type of behavior to exist in your life? This thing that you keep getting angry at, you've attracted that to you. Soul search. What's going on inside of me? Or am I just a difficult person that's going to be angry no matter what? In which case, I need to maybe get some anger management. Maybe I need to learn to deal with my temper a little better. Maybe I need to learn to meditate once in a while just to be able to stay chill. Maybe I need to get a prescription to something that helps me out. Whatever the case is, and again, I'm not fond of using chemicals to get ourselves there, but the point being made that the problem lies within yourself. So if there's something that's frustrating or requiring forgiveness, give that forgiveness. Ho'oponopono, astral letters, revisions, pruning shears or revisions, all of these things are great techniques to try to work through these anger, frustration, forgiveness situations. So again, remember, when you're sending nasty energy to people, they're going to respond in kind. And when you're having dialogue inside yourself that doesn't align with what you want to do, you're going to feel bad about it, and crappy things are going to happen continually in your life. Third option, they don't respond how we want. How many of you are upset the fact they don't text you back a certain way? They didn't text you often enough. It took too long to get a response back. Is there something that they're just not doing right? Think about how that feels. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation. I have where I've been uh, not good enough for an individual, where I was constantly criticized that everything I did wasn't good enough. I've had bosses like this. I've had relationships like this. And the boss, in their case, they felt like that was their job, that they weren't being a manager unless they were constantly pointing out everything wrong I was doing, or at least constantly finding something that they could coach me on. Problem is, you start to run into a little bit of a problem where you never get positive reinforcement. So you tend not to enjoy working there. And again, us pushed out, I was attracted to the place. Rather than trying to change my boss, I got a better job, got a big raise, bye-bye, toodles. And that's how that played out. In the case of relationships, kind of a different story. Sometimes when people get upset with the way you respond, it starts to create kind of an interesting dynamic where you don't like how I am. You don't like the way I behave. Now, again, I've been wrong before where I needed to open and operate like at a different level, pay better attention, maybe not be so uh, aloof or whatever, right? Just like, you know, really trying to listen to somebody, take the time and the, the effort to, to listen rather than instantly try to solve the problem. One of the greatest mistakes that, that men do is we hear you. We don't keep listening. We just want to fix the problem because we don't necessarily want what's going to be a 15-minute conversation that probably could have been resolved in two minutes. So a lot of us men try to figure out a way to make it a two-minute conversation. Men, this is where your mistake is. You need to turn it into a 15-minute conversation and listen and let them. Now, again, on the other side of this, to assume that somebody should just listen to your diatribe as long as you want, well, that's not necessarily a good balance either. 
And I do believe that the happiness really is in the middle. There's that understanding that maybe I don't necessarily need to spend 30 minutes hearing about how you're upset with Betty at work, right? And that's why you're mad at me because I'm not going to, I don't listen to you every day. You keep going, well, are you listening? And I'm like, huh, what, huh? No, because you're just yammering on. But at the same time, there's a place where we got to meet them and listen. So again, it's that same kind of concept. Are we not behaving the way someone else decides? One of the ways I've fixed that in the past is I've changed my expectations. A lot of the times I've set the bar at a level and people have to follow that. If they don't do this, if they don't come in at this level, if they don't treat me this way, if they don't respond fast enough, if they don't tell me things are great, if they don't notice my haircut, if they didn't notice my pretty lipstick, if they don't figure it out, then I hold it against them. And what that does, that's a relationship killer. And what that also does is it tells the person, yeah, you're not good enough, as is not good enough. I don't like you the way you are. So I change that. I decide, one, either A, I love them so much, I accept this. B, I decide whatever it is that's happening, I don't care. Good example for me, had a relationship with someone. It drove me insane with the toothpaste cap, right? Because if you leave a cap off the toothpaste for any length of time, it dries, you get a little crusty thing, and then pretty much it's really hard to get toothpaste out. You kind of got to like pop it out, and then you shoot a half a tube of toothpaste onto the counter because you were trying to wedge out that freaking clog, right? And in your mind, you're like, ah, it just takes a second to wrap your own cap on there. Well, what I did is I actually stopped caring about the cap and just said, bah, whatever, toothpaste is toothpaste. Like, if it really bothers me, I can buy a separate tube. But I actually did that once, and she just used it again. So I said, all right, that didn't work. So I just said, basically, all right, screw it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Honey, leave the cap off as often as you want. I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. I'll deal with it however it is, but it really doesn't matter. It's not that big a deal. There's way other awesome things that we can talk about. And this is frustrating me, and it's not benefiting me. And literally, by getting rid of the thing that bothered me, and, and it is annoying for all of you like, yeah, but Dan, and I'm like, it's annoying to have the toothpaste cap off. I don't care who you are. Letting it go, I felt better about it. And you know what the funny thing was? She stopped doing it. The second I stopped caring, she stopped doing it. So again, when we're sending the energy out, when I'm having thought transmissions in my head, when I'm finishing with the toothpaste in the morning, putting the cap on and saying to myself, she's probably going to leave the damn cap off. I don't even know why I bothered to do it, right? That's the conversation I just had in my head. Now, my thought transmissions are a frustration to her, so that doesn't feel good to her. And now I'm manifesting her to do the thing that's going to piss me off again. And I just made sure that when she does do it again, I'm going to get angry and send more of that negative energy. And bam, the spiral continues. I created it. It's my creation. My outer world's doing something I don't like. And trying to blame her for leaving the cap off, it's so easy to fix, honey. You never pick up your socks. You never do anything. Really? Like, I do a lot of things. Maybe not the two things you're upset with me for, but let's talk about all the things I do actually do. Now, granted, if they don't do anything, maybe you want to consider getting a different guy, but whatever. Fact is, sometimes we don't appreciate what is happening. Sometimes we look at what isn't happening and just fixate on it. And really, we got to get that in balance. It's all about us. And if it's something silly, seriously, give it up. 
And if not, well, expect that it's going to come. Start having that mental conversation that it's happening. They're getting better. They're improving. They're putting the cap on the toothpaste every day. It's amazing how often she puts the cap on the toothpaste now. Or it's really awesome that they finally freaking invented flip caps so it's really hard not to. She'd still leave that open too, by the way. It is what it is. It's fine. I didn't care. I got, I got, I truly got over the toothpaste thing. That being said, it's one of the things we've got to work through. Insults and fighting. This is a really good one. This is one where a lot of us are actually the aggressor. And we want to get back somebody that we've possibly been somewhat abusive to. And that's kind of a challenging situation to be in. One, you can do all the techniques you want, but when you think of them, if you're thinking, one, insults, like you were horrible, you did mean things, I'm mad at you, so I keep thinking mean, mean, horrible thoughts about you. The last two times we've had discussions, you did something that upset me three weeks ago, but now every chance I get, I'll make fun of your manhood, I'll make fun of your manliness, I'll try to somehow degrade you, or I'll tell you you're fat, or whatever the thing is that your little button is. And I do it because I'm mad at you, and it really has nothing to do with why I'm mad at you that I'm doing this, but more just the fact that you upset me, you still haven't really resolved that, so I'm going to torment you without any sort of knowledge of why. Passive aggressive is even more fun, because then it's like, why are you weirdly angry at me? This is so strange. Like, so one of the problems that happens when we're the insult or when we're the problem is we blame the person outside of ourselves. We assume they've done something wrong, and thusly, we're justified in everything we're doing. Now, what happens is we play back, all right, let's do the mind game part first. Play back all the things in our head, all the things we're angry about them with. We keep thinking about how they did this thing wrong, how they keep doing this thing wrong. They never contest us back. I think, I think they're maybe cheating us. Like, we just have all these thoughts that just continue to feed this anger and aggression and whatever. Like, oh, someone's going to flirt with her, so I better be really super protective. Or I better not let her go out because someone might look at her. And it's just crazy thoughts that we'll have within inside ourselves. And so we try to control something. Well, the tighter you squeeze, the more that slips through your finger. Obviously, having all these bad mental thoughts just continues, as I've said before, continues manifesting more of the strange behavior. And now your actual energy towards them is of anger, rage, all these sorts of very, very harsh feelings. Very harsh feelings, like feelings that can get into violence in some cases with people. And these are horrible feelings. Now, again, us pushed out component of this, the other person, they attracted you initially, and maybe right now they finally got the strength to walk away from somebody, they got the strength to finally love themselves enough to not tolerate that kind of behavior. Now, I will say this, in a lot of cases, especially if they've hung in there through a lot of your episodes, then they probably very much love you. So the easy way, and truly the easy way to work through this, is to truly start to work on your anger. What's going on inside of you? This is 100% you. You either, A, want to control situations too much. You either want people to have to behave a certain way. All these different kinds of things make it very hard to love you. You've got rules in place. You've got things I got to do, certain ways I've got to behave. And if I don't do it, there's a penalty. That's not living. Learning that love is something greater than that, that truly love is freedom. Love is allowing someone to express themselves and then you enjoying 
that expression, you enjoying the fact that we are together, you enjoying that you and I are simpatico, we're friends, we're hanging, we're, we're together, we're in on this, we're, we're moving together through all this. Rather than trying to micromanage how everybody's supposed to behave, how they should act, how they should feel. Let that go. Let them worry about them. Let us worry about what we can affect, which is, how do I feel about what they're doing? How do I think of what they're doing? Why do I feel so compelled to tell them what they should do? Letting go of these things, realizing, working on it. Like I was just about to say, you should do, you'd be like, whoa, sorry, sorry, honey, I'm working on it. You know I am, I stopped. You can do whatever you'd like. Follow up with the right thing. Work on it. Make an effort. It is probably a habit for you. And in a lot of cases, you're probably just very used to just blah, just off the top, right? Got to catch yourself. Got to stop it. Bad behaviors take about 30 days to fix. Bad habits take about 30 days to turn into good habits. You've got to do something different. Keep doing it for 30 days. It becomes almost annoying, and then it's habitual. Then you do it without trying. So make the effort, become a better person, learn from your mistakes, realize again, this is you. All of these situations are us. It's us reflecting out on the world. It's us attracting these experiences to us. It's us having the conversations in our mind. It's us sending energy to people. When we get over all this angry and angst and start sending a better feeling, it's a much more attractive experience. And as I said, they cared a lot about you. They probably would love to see you change. And if they can, would probably experience you in a different light if you can change your energy, change your thoughts, and change yourself. These things will lead to your desire. And one last one that I think is a little tougher. It's a situation where we desire to be with someone that's already in a relationship. Now, let's just say for the second, there's three of us. Right? There's me, and then there's this woman and this man that are married together. Right, them, They're married together. Now, if I and her want to be together, all right, well, that's two or three. And what I recommend in those cases is try to figure out a positive way for the third individual to work through, to get out on their own, to be in a happier place, to be in a better relationship. Try to help manifest a better reality for them and manifest your reality with the person you want to be with. Groovy, great. If the person is married and they're basically happily married or at least don't want to not be married and the person they're married to, they're happily married and I want that to change, I'm actually the bad person. If two of three want something that I don't want and I'm the outlier, then what I'm doing is I'm actually almost karmically creating problems for myself that might keep me from meeting someone more appropriate, maybe someone that actually wants to be with me, maybe someone that is available. But instead, I've got this lock and fixation on trying to mess something up because I've decided I want it. So again, my thought process, again, is in alignment with what I think I want, but technically is not in alignment with what my soul desires. So in this case, it's kind of slightly different. Your consciousness is in alignment. You're telling your crew what you want them to do, but your crew's like, Mm, man, all right, uh, we know we shouldn't because we're about to run into the ground, but all right, we don't feel right about this, but we will do what you say. It's like the great Thunderbirds had a horrible crash. The F-16s, the Air Force's like Blue Angels version, right? They crashed into the ground years ago, 
like 20, 30 years, 40 years ago. I don't even, forever ago. But they crashed into the ground. The reason they crashed into the ground is because every person in that formation was following the person in front of them, except for the very first person who crashed. And fortunately, because everyone was following him, they flew right into the ground with him. And it's that same thing that tends to happen when we sabotage our desires by trying to have something we shouldn't have. And shouldn't in the sense of they both want to be with each other. Me trying to interfere with that is not okay. That's not an us pushed out or anything like that. That's a me trying to sabotage someone else's life. That is bad mojo. That is not good. That'll create or manifest all sorts of negative things in your life, truly. And it will create energetically a weird problem with you and these two individuals. They will never feel right about you. They maybe won't trust you. Maybe uh, he doesn't trust you. She's sort of friendly with you, but you want way more. And she's like, no, I don't. Right? So it just creates all sorts of weird energetic imbalances. In these cases, honestly, rather than trying to manifest somebody to you that I don't think wants to be, rather than trying to have something that you could have something else. It's not like there's no way you could ever have love again. You might think that. You might have it pegged that they're the only one you could ever possibly love because of whatever. It's that thought process. It's that thinking that's keeping you from finding love. You're so fixated on the fact that it has to be this person that it's not able to be the person that's actually just waiting in the wings. There's love waiting for you right now, but you're so fixated on that, that you're not open to this. And that is where the fix is for you. The second you realize these two people are happy, I love you both, I bid you the best, I bow out, you're right, I really shouldn't have been messing here anyway, I deserve better than this, self-love, hello, because I was attracting someone that didn't want to be with me, not cool. So a lot of little acknowledgements happen. All right. Yes, we definitely want to do better than this. I'd like to be in love. I'd like to be in love with someone who's in love with me. Notice how these thoughts are much more helpful in creating what you like rather than fixated on something you can't have. I want to be able to just flap my arms and fly. You can spend your entire life doing that, promise you. But ultimately, it's probably not going to work out well. Play this the way you should. Play this energetically properly. Play this from the fact that you want love. You want a wonderful, loving experience. Focus your minds on that. Keep focused on that. Keep working towards that. And that is what you'll get. And what I've found in my life is the second you finally say, I deserve better than this. I want to be with someone who really, truly wants to be with me. Almost immediately, you finally see that person that's been there all along. And they're just like standing there in the corner, just looking at you, twinkling their eyes, just waiting for you to come to. And maybe they've been sending you all sorts of awesome thought transmissions, but you've been so focused where you've been, you've never felt it. Too focused on something else. Never saw it. So for those of you that are so stuck on a pattern that just does not seem to be working, consider for a second that maybe that's not exactly the best path for all involved. And I bet you the second you can come to terms with that, you're going to see your life take off. You're going to see love happen immediately. Thought transmissions, mental talk, love, getting exes back, 
all of these things play together. I hope this video kind of helps walk us through what's going on within our own little internal drama so you can turn it around and get the success that you desire so you can have the relationship that's waiting for you. It's Dan Radio Style.